Hey you guys, hope you're well. I just wanted to take this opportunity and let you know about our amazing new business scalability scorecard. So have you ever wondered if, you've, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you want to grow and scale the business but not sure how, and you're looking for some advice and you're looking for some strategies about how you could effectively grow and scale your business, well, this is your opportunity. We have actually created an amazing uh, business scalability scorecard. It takes you around seven to eight minutes, and at the end of that, it will actually create a report of all of the things that you're doing particularly well in and the things that you need to make improvements to your business. And uh, it's a great tool and a great asset for your business. To get free access to that, go to bit.ly forward slash business hyphen scalability hyphen scorecard. Go there, go now. Take care, see you soon. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have on the show a good friend of mine. His name is David Wood. He's originally from Australia, living in the United States. Now, who is David exactly? Well, David is a former consulting actuary to uh, former Fortune 100 companies. He actually built the world's largest coaching business. We'll talk about more about that because I'm intrigued about that. He was the number one on Google for life coaching in 12 different countries. He's also coached hundreds of people around the world as well. David is the author of the book called Get Paid for Who You Are. And our, our good friend, Jack Canfield from uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, also wrote the foreword to David's book as well. Now, what David does now is he actually helps high performance business owners double their business by, double, uh, by doing less. And, I, and I'm a big believer in that because it's kind of less is more, right? And, and I think that's great. So listen, David, great, have, great to have you on the show. Thanks, Adam. Glad to be here. And i looking forward to talking about game changes because I think I've had a few in my life and great topic for the show. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Just out of curiosity, I mean, it's interesting. I'm, I, I've never really kind of asked this, asked this question, but when we think of the word game changes in, in your eyes, like, cause we all have a different perception and a different opinion about what a game changer is. What is a game changer in your eyes? I think it's something that allows me to go from one level to another level. Mm-hmm. The change is a, is a powerful word. So um, you can improve your game and you can play a little better or you might operate it from a completely different paradigm. But for example, when I did the Byron Katie work and then eventually after doing enough of it, something in me knew that everything was okay. Even when it seemed like it was falling apart as a game changer, right? A whole different game now. So I think something that takes me from one level to another level is quite a, there's quite a jump into how we're actually playing. And I think that actually what you've said there is going to be very relevant to our conversations today um, in, in talking about 
taking things to the next level, um, which is really good. But I know that um, in, in, in what you do with a lot of, um, of your clients and stuff, you like to get people out of their comfort zone. But let's establish what, what is a comfort zone to people? Because again, I suppose it's very subjective, but what's a comfort zone in your eyes? Sure. And, and for listeners and for all of us, what we're about to talk about could actually be a game changer for your life. So the comfort zone is what we know. And uh, look, I'm a pleasure seeker. I've been realizing more and more as I get older, I want pleasure. I want to feel good in my body. If I have a cup of tea, black tea with a dash of milk, it's, uh, it's for comfort. I want to feel good. I want to feel at peace. Sometimes I want to feel excited and lit up. Um, I, think, I think we're all pleasure seekers and we want comfort. So the zone of comfort is like, hey, I'm in my little bubble here. I'm in Boulder. Uh, normally everything's wonderful. We did have a shooting uh, three weeks ago. That, I didn't enjoy that, but it's very comfortable out here in the mountains. Don't have a lot of sound uh, to trigger my nervous system. So definitely a lot of that's in my comfort zone. Mm. But then there'll be some areas which will trigger some sensations in the body that maybe aren't comfortable. If you go and have a cold shower, particularly when there's snow on the ground, um, this is getting outside the comfort zone because it's got sensations that aren't comfortable. Plus I I'm afraid of those things. Mm. I'm afraid of doing it. It's like, it's not gonna be good for my body. When it comes to relationships, um, one of the things that one, our comfort zone might be not rocking the boat with our partner or with the kids. I'm not going to set a boundary now and, and discipline my kid because I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Right. So I get very curious about where is the comfort zone? Because if you've ever seen the movie with Jim Carrey called the Truman show, and if you haven't close your ears and just fast forward 15 seconds, um, he's got literal walls to his world, but doesn't know it. Well, it's like that for us too. And those walls are generally our comfort zone. Mm. Our brain won't even suggest to us things that might take us out of our comfort zone. I won't even say, Hey, call Jack Canfield and see if he'll speak to your event for, for free. Like it, it doesn't say things like it doesn't say, Hey, go and confess to your partner that you broke an agreement and you know, take whatever the consequences are because we just want to generally stay pretty stable. I found a fun game, a game changer can be to work out, write down the different things that are our edge that are scary for us, that might have some growth potential, might have some negative consequences as well. Write them down. If I was fearless, what would I do and what would I say? There's a wonderful question to write at the top of a piece of paper and then just go and write it down. I'd say this to so-and-so. I'd stop being this person's friend. I might break up my relationship. I might quit my job and start my own business. Let's just find out. We, we approach our comfort zone, most of us, every day, sometimes multiple times a day, and then we do what we can to not go in there. Well, what if you were just 30% more courageous and willing to ride your edge and step over into some of those discomfort zones 
we get to push back the walls of our reality, just as Jim Carrey did in The Truman Show. You know, it's interesting. What I have a good friend of mine, um, and, and then you've probably heard this before, right? You've got to learn to be comfortable at being uncomfortable. And I'm sure you've heard that before. And it's so true. <laughs> and I don't know if that was Jack Campbell. I can't remember who that, who that was, who said that to me, or it might have been Dr. Nido, Nido Cobain. But it's so true and so applicable to, you know, entrepreneurship life, just life in business, right? It's so applicable. Um, what did you say? Um, question. Um, we, you talked about the, what the comfort zone is, but why do people stay confined within these walls, within these boundaries? Um, you know, why, you know, what is the kind of, what's the kind of complacency? Why is it they conform to these things? Well, what's the, what's going on in their psychological and physiological settings? I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are from your. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you my thoughts as a layman. I'm not a psychologist, but I think that we have learned that routines are safe. Yeah. And, and as I get older, I'm 52 now and more and more, I am such a creature of habit. I was so surprised recently to just to realize, oh, I really don't want to start a new book because I don't know the characters. I got to get into it. I got to invest in it and see if I like it. I might waste half a day and then, you know, I don't like it. I'd rather a series where I know the characters and I know what I'm getting. I would even these days I'm rereading and re-listening to uh, audiobooks and re-watching old TV shows and movies because I know it's a guaranteed win. I like the characters. Now, when I was younger, it was probably a bit more for the for the risk, uh, jumping off mountains and paragliders and things <laughs> like that. But I was like, wow, my routine is amazing. Now, two years ago, I started making a green smoothie for myself. Now I do it every morning. It's been almost two years now. But that took a month to create a new habit. So one of the reasons we stay in our comfort zone is we're creatures of habit. We know that's safe. We know what we're going to get. And there's no risk. The second reason I think we do it I believe we're pleasure seekers. We want good chemicals in our body. Now, if you don't have enough good chemicals, you might reach for a beer or here in Colorado, smoke a joint. But you can generate good chemicals in your body by exercising, by meditating, by hugging, by cuddling, by doing a kind thing to someone. I really believe that we're just looking for a good chemical experience and to feel pleasure. And some of us, uh, more air uh, more on the adrenaline um, rush kind of side. And I'm going to get stress in my life and I'm going to do all these exciting things. And some people, and I'm starting to become one of them a bit more after listening to Byron Katie uh, value peace. I just want, I just want peace that feels good in my body. Some people want to feel love there are exercises you can do to generate love and that feeling. I think we're pleasure seekers. And I think that's one of the reasons we want to stay in the comfort zone. Love it. Very good. Great answer. Um, <clears throat> I want to kind of um, tell off a little bit here, actually, because one of the things that I have, I suppose, come across um, in particular is that there are two types of people, right? You've got your left brain 
and you've got your right brain people. Your right brain are kind of more the creative thinkers, right? They're the ones that come up with new ideas. And they're the, those are the ones that I suppose have what I call shiny penny syndrome. And you would have heard this before. Um, and what's really, what I find really interesting, especially with, I suppose, interviewing and uh, I suppose uh, coaching and mentoring similar to yourself is that some people have got, well, you could call it lucky, but they've kind of got away with creating what I call a scattergun approach to business, right? There isn't really kind of any focal point. They just, you know, they, they, they've kind of like gone from one thing to the next thing without really kind of harnessing focus on one particular area, um, which is really interesting. Um, but how does, um, from your perspective, David, you know, it, when someone has this scattergun approach, for example, what is the, um, do, you, do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? And do you think that focus is more important than having a, a scattergun approach? Because I'd love to get some thoughts around this. And if you've got any tips and strategies for, for, those, uh, for those shiny penny syndrome people. Sure. So the question is, is shiny penny syndrome okay? And is, um, is there something else that might be more powerful and get us, get us more rewards? Absolutely. You know, I have, I have an image of someone digging for gold and they, they dig three feet deep and they don't find gold. So they go and dig somewhere else. And there are a hundred holes three feet deep, but the gold's a hundred feet down. So there's the metaphor. Now it's fun. It can be really fun to jump from thing to thing. Oh, let me check my email. All right. Let me check if my, my, um, that woman got back to me about the date on Friday and, <laughs> oh, I didn't order that thing on Amazon. Let me go and do that. Uh, oh, there's a phone call. Woohoo! Oh, my kids at the door. Hey, hang on. I'm on the phone. Sorry. Like this kind of stuff I think can be really fun and entertaining. Right. Where it, gets into the dark side of the force is when, when rockstar entrepreneurs show up with me and they say, look, I would like to get to where I want to go faster. I would like to double revenue. I rarely met a business owner that doesn't. I would like to double my time off so that I've got time to spend with my kids and write a book and do this, do a play on the side. I'd like to do it. I, it's slower than I want. I don't like the speed which I'll get there eventually, right. maybe two years, five, five years, but I don't like the speed and I've got a sense that I'm a bit scattered and I need to need to, instead of 300 holes or hundred holes, three feet deep, I might do three holes, a hundred feet deep. Right. And that's the game I play with my clients. What are the three holes, the three goals that would have you do the happy dance in a year, not just, yeah, this is good. You'd be calling all your friends and saying, how cool is this? This is so awesome. Pick those three things and then it's gonna require some discipline because I think the human mind is like a monkey on crack <laughs> and it's chasing all these, these shiny pennies or monkey treats. And uh, it happens at the, at the 12 month mark. If you look at your 12 month goals, you might find you've got 20. Or maybe you haven't even chosen any, so you can just chase monkey treats. So we need some discipline at the 12 month mark, then a little discipline at the three month mark, 
then some discipline weekly. What will I choose to care about for the next seven days? Mm-hmm. It's on my wall in my seven day list. This is what I've chosen is most important. Yes, there are 30 things that I'd like to do, but realistically only five or six can take my focus before I start to generate stress and become really ineffective. So I put five or six up here for the next seven days. Mm-hmm. Everything else is in another list or in a drawer. We'll pull it out if we once we've nailed something that's on the list. Mm-hmm. So long answer to your question, but I think this is this is uh, how we can start to have exercise discipline and overcome shiny penny syndrome because you'll have a good time. Right. You'll stress yourself out and you'll be way slower in scaling your business. You can literally achieve twice as much in half the time with some focus. So wouldn't that be a cool game? Absolutely. Game changer. <laughs> you know, I have a, one of our clients actually, and she is very polar opposite to me, David, right? She, she is, to me, she is the classic shiny penny syndrome lady. I've known her for about seven years and she knows exactly who I'm talking about because she's probably listening to us right now. Um, and one of the things that I found um, in people that have like, especially right brain creatives, is they have this, what I call lack of clarity, um, which may kind of, you know, you talk about the importance of discipline, right? And the reason, do you feel that the reason why they lack discipline is because they lack clarity? What, what are the links there? What, what, what are your thoughts about that? I, I like that question. Why do people, um, when they're lacking discipline, why is that? Is it lack of clarity? You know, sometimes it's some laziness. It's <laughs> just some laziness. Uh, and also, remember, we talked about us being creatures of habit. Right. So if we've been just getting up and checking email and checking voicemail and then just doing, you know, whatever calls to us for a year or five years or 20 years, it's going to take some energy to get you out of that rut. Right. out of that pattern to learn to create a new habit to the point where, oh, this is the new thing I do. So uh, that would be one reason that it, habits, why do we lack discipline? Some of us may not have practiced discipline. If you haven't had to raise a kid on a budget, I imagine, uh, or because I haven't done that. If you haven't um, had to, get a business up and running on a shoestring budget. If you haven't done a martial art or uh, sometimes men's groups uh, or maybe ballet, if you haven't done something that requires, I, I just thought like, what was mine? My parents did have me go and do a martial art. So I learned something about pushing through and uh, making some no, I was going to say making hard choices, but I don't think I got that from, from karate. The other thing that was uh, required discipline is I qualified as an actuary. And that's one of the hardest things I've done in my life. It took eight years and I, I was top of my school and I still failed some of the actuarial exams, but it required so much discipline. I'd be invited to a barbecue and I'd say, I can come for 40 minutes. I'd work study for four to six hours. I go to the barbecue, alarm goes off, 
40 minutes. Love you guys back. I, I literally at one point was, was at a beach house and I took all my study stuff and I'm there with my hippie glasses and whatever. People are smoking joints all around me, <laughs> offering me joints. And I was lasered. I was like, I'm not even here. You're not even here. And I just get my stuff done. Boom. Five o'clock. I, I think I was like 20, 20 at the, at the time. Five o'clock. Boom. Alarm goes off. I'll take that joint, please. Here we go. <laughs> so, you know, we, some of us, it's not learned. And, uh, and so that, that'd make it a bit harder too. What a great question about why are people undisciplined? The other thing is they may not have just tried. Hey, wait a minute. I haven't heard Adam Strong and David Wood talk about this before. I realize I do have shiny penny, penny syndrome. Oh, wait. Okay. That's a problem I want to handle. I'm going to go and get David's cheat sheet because we're going to give you guys a checklist at the end of this for how to achieve twice as much in half the time and then go and set it up. Great. Set it up, do it. You'll fall off the horse. It's easier with a coach. If you're doing it on your own, you might try it for a little bit and then, oh, wait, I'm back, I'm back, to, back to where I was. Um, there's another reason, lack of a coach or some kind of outside influence, whether it be a sergeant at arms in the army or be a therapist or be a friend who's going to hold you accountable, mm. some kind of forcing mechanism to get you from one orbit into a different orbit yeah agreed interesting good 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 thought process there um here's another thought here and maybe i'm kind of i want to kind of disrupt i want to be a bit of a disruptor when it comes to questions now we talked about you've talked about the importance of self-discipline and you talked to, and and your like big thing is about getting people to hone and and improve laser focus right so they can double their profitability so I want to challenge that thought process. My thought process is that if you, what are the consequences that if we become so laser focused, right? Can that number one cause tunnel vision? And number two, can it also affect in terms of like um, the way, um, like for me, I get lot, loads of opportunities and I'm saying same for you, right? You probably get lots and lots of opportunities come left, right and center, whether it be someone wanting to pitch their business and me to invest in their business or them wanting to come on our podcast or someone wanted to do coaching with me or whatever it might be. But then you're kind of blinkered because you've got this tunnel visioned. Do you find that, um, can someone be too focused? And that's my first question. And second question is, if that is the case, how does one become more, what I call per, uh, perceptionally aware of how to kind of create that balance. Love it. Can one become too focused? And then um, is some, some sort of balance required? I'll, I'll go with the second one. I think some balance is required. If you, I believe we've got two big personalities inside us. We've got a CEO that can make executive decisions and planning. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Oh, you got another idea for me? All right, you got five minutes, go, right? We've got a CEO who can do that for ourselves and we have a worker right? who can roll up our sleeves and get going. Now, if you brought your CEO out because you listened to David Wood on the Adam Strong's podcast, The Game Changer Experience, you might be like, okay, 
got to bring my CEO out. I'm going to set my 12 month goals, my three month goals. I got David's checklist from his website right here and do it. Now, if you don't bring the CEO out again for another 10 years, that's probably not appropriate because we don't live that long. <laughs> um, but if you, that wouldn't be appropriate. But if you bring the CEO out every day while you're trying to get some work done, hey, maybe we should do this or this would be fun or I'm going to try LinkedIn strategy. You know what? Always wanted to see a little training video on, on LinkedIn. I'll go and watch a little training video and then your agenda's shot for the day. We want some balance. So I recommend one CEO date with yourself a quarter to, you know, you, you'll set your one year vision yep. the first time you do it. Then the next quarter, you've only got to set your quarterly targets. Just one could take you 20 minutes <laughs> and then one date a week so that you can choose. All right. Uh, out of the goals that I have, are there new goals that want to come in? Are we going to do that? Are we going to allow that? This is where the discipline comes in. Right. Oh, I want to, I don't want to miss out on anything. No, you know what? We listened to David Wood on Adam Strong's podcast. We're, we're going to say no to that. That's going to go in the drawer. Mm. That's a hundred feet deep. So you, but you do that just in a 20 minute date with yourself once a week, four o'clock on a Friday, 9am on a Saturday, you get your cup of coffee, you do your 20 minute date with yourself. Right. That's where you have your discipline and, and you can have it. That's where you have your discipline and your creativity. You might even be like anything else want to come in. Are there any other options I'm missing? And then someone you got to, someone's got to be hard with you. And that's going to be you. If you have a coach, it might be your coach that talks you out of something and, or at least puts it right up in front of your face. It says, all right, this is what you want to do. Let's look at the benefits and what's it going to cost you to do that. There was something else that you had on the list because you wanted to go deep. What are you going to do? Then you make a decision. And then daily, when you wake up, you don't have to do that. You don't have to second guess yourself. You don't go off the road or off the track. All right. Okay. You got, you know, Jack Canfield wants to talk to you. You get a phone call from Jack. Maybe you're going to, maybe you're going to have a little bit of flexibility. But generally, I would say once you've made those executive decisions, it's time to practice like a martial art. It's time to practice turning off notifications, putting a sign on your door, talking to the family. Hey, till 11 o'clock, please, please leave daddy or mommy alone. Um, then I'll come out and I'll hug you. There's a discipline. And then you write down next 25 minutes. I got a two hour sprint. That's four 25 minute blocks with a five minute break set the timer 25 minutes write down the task that you will get done in 25 minutes game on it's not about flexibility anymore at this point it is about absolute tunnel vision so there are times for both interesting and i guess it's about um i guess it's about like you said about making sure that number one you're aware of when to apply both strategies i guess because what you've what you've described there are two different strategies haven't you yeah yeah i think well it's the one strategy it's the one strategy to honor the two different parts of you 
Now, what too many people are doing is they're just, um, they're in their worker phase and their worker phase doesn't have any direction mm. from their CEO. Right. So we're just, we're just waking up and responding to all the emails and responding to the calls and responding to the customer queries and dealing that there's no executive function that comes in. And right. then other people, and I know some of them and I've coached some of them, the CEO's coming out all the time. Oh, let's plan. Oh, this would be a nice plan. Oh, and this would be a great plan. And I, I want to, I, I actually want to go and do a two-year acting program and live the life of an actor and audition. I don't think I even care if I get gigs. I just want to live that life and date actresses. And, um, you know, you, you might be constantly planning and there's no doing. Mm. So we come back to the idea of a balance. Right. Let's do our planning time. Let's work it out. Let's make the tough decisions. And then unless something really big comes in that, that alters that, have a bit of focus, mm. roll up your sleeves, get the worker out and just do it. And one of the reasons that I, that I want, that I want you to do this, everyone listening to this show is because it feels really good. It feels great to say out of everything I want to do, this is what's important today. One, two, three. And as a bonus, we got four and five. That's just to be rock star level. And then let's do it. And, and there's a part in me that almost that might even say that I can feel that I want to go off and do something else. I can feel I don't want to do the task. Like I had to review the lease for the house that I'm renting. And it was like mind numbing all the points we're going through. And I'm like, all right, you're going to have a meditation. You're going to wake up. This is what we do. We're going to go boom. Do not disturb on the phone, cranked it out. Took me about 40 to nail what I said. Now, if you say your executive function says, I want to do this, 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 and this tomorrow, and you don't do any of it, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Hmm. You're setting yourself up to, for, for stress. Right. Your brain knows it wants to do ABC and it's doing EFG. I'm feeling stressed in my belly. There's some tightness and tension talking about it. So this conversation we're having here is actually about integrity, that you choose the direction and then you go in that direction. feels wonderful at the end of the day, not to mention at the end of the year, you're much more likely to have double revenue and double time off. Wouldn't that be okay? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Who doesn't want that, guys? Come on, figure about it. Um, interestingly enough, and I'm sure that we've, well, I, you've come across many, um, I was going to say examples of businesses, David, that are what I call become complacent, right? They, they, they sit at a place where, you know, that, that they might've kind of plateaued for a set period of months, if not years, where they've become so complacent in their habits and their behaviors and their culture and, and kind of things like that. And then suddenly, right, for whatever reason, it all goes to shit. It all goes to Pete Tong. It all comes, comes crumbling down like a bunch of dominoes. Um, what have you found from your perspective? And, and, and again, 
maybe this is this is a really good teaching point or a good lesson for people that stay within that what I call complacency. They get come, they get um, what I was going to say. They get complacent in what they do. Any tips or advice for people that do become too complacent, and what are the consequences on if they don't shake it up a little bit? Let's go in reverse order. So what are the consequences if you don't get out of your complacency and your comfort zone? Right. And then how do you, was, was the other one, how do you get out? Like, what should they do? Yeah. yeah. So here are the consequences. I, I found in life, I've mainly regretted the things I didn't do than the things that I did. If I could go back, and this is a great exercise, is to ask yourself, if I could take back three things in my life and change them, that they never occurred, and I could press the button, what would they be? Mm. Fascinating question. I found, I found, this is a spoiler alert, I found, and the friend that I was working with, we realized that there was almost nothing that we would change because you don't know where that would have led either. So yeah, what would I change? And I've, I've forgotten what I oh, was talking about the consequences. There might be one big thing, one action that I would take back if, if I could. And yet you get all the beauty from that. So one of the consequences of staying in comfort zone is regret. Mm. And regret can be a powerful motivator. And I don't want you to feel regret. I regret in high school, not standing up to a couple of bullies and punching one on the nose <laughs> and probably, take, probably taking a beating. I regret not doing that. Um, I regret the times I haven't asked out a woman I've been attracted to. I regret that because I don't know what might have happened. Yeah, it should be awkward or whatever, but so... <laughs> So that's the big consequence of staying in your comfort zone that if you can imagine 20 years from now, 50 years from now, whatever it is, when you imagine you might be on your deathbed surrounded by loved ones, I want you to say, I gave it all. I really lived my life. So how do you get out of that comfort zone, out of that complacency? Firstly, my question is, are you feeling frustrated? Is there something in you that says, I know there's so much more. <clears throat> I know I could be doing more. I know I could be doing that acting program. I know my business could be serving the world in so many different ways. I know my relationship could be so much better. My relationship with my kids, we can increase trust and, and connection by 50% if I just put my attention on it. If you're feeling some of that, then it's time to get out of the comfort zone. It's time to find out what would have you do the happy dance. That's where I start. I, I have a, an eight week program where we cover nine different skills. And the first week is what would have you do the happy dance? And then you, I recommend that you have a structure to bounce you out of your current orbit. You need a game changer. What's going to bounce you out of that orbit. It's, it's structure. I'm a big fan of therapy Go and grab a therapist and work out what you really want, what you want to go towards. I'm a big fan of coaching. Grab a coach. I, I'm going to give you an offer at the end of this to get on the phone with me and see what you could actually use in your life and business and see if we're a fit. 
that's an action you, you could take. I, a few months ago, I had five coaches, Adam. I didn't plan it that way. It's just like, all right, I'm dating. I'm looking for a, I don't know much about energy healing and, and moving energy in my body. I've got an energy coach. I had an accountability coach to make sure that I showed up in the ways that I said. I think that's a great forcing mechanism. You might go and do a course, an eight-week uh, program or, or, or a year-long program. Big fan of structures and forcing mechanisms to bounce us out. Travel's another one. You go and travel, that'll shake you up. That'll show you your triggers. That's one of the reasons people travel. Mm -hmm. So... Does that answer your question about how to get out uh, some of the things that can move you out of that complacency? Yeah, love it. Very good. Very good. Um, it's interesting. Re yeah, it is really interesting. I mean, the other thing as well, and, and there are so many great examples of companies that have become complacent. I mean, look at, um, look at the retail industry as well, David, right? Retail industry, like they got comfort. I mean, I mean there are some great examples of like, um, businesses that have become complacent because they weren't quick to adapt to the marketplace, if, if you know what I mean. And, um, and, then, and then those businesses aren't around anymore, which is really interesting, right? There are some great examples of that. Um, but I guess you're looking at also from a, from a personal perspective as well. Um, I suppose, I suppose it's, it's, it's just really interesting. I, I just like to, um, I suppose, kind of, not delve in deep, but it, it's, it's just a really fascinating uh, a topic, complacency and, and kind of getting out of your comfort zone. There's some really strong links in between the two. Yeah. And Adam, there's, there are very good reasons. <laughs> there are very good reasons to stay in the comfort zone. As I said, we want comfort. I want comfort. I want pleasure. Right now, I mean, sometimes I'll do things deliberately mm -hmm. to push me out of my comfort zone. Like, like my energy healer had me stripping down to my boxer shorts and going out in the snow and taking 72, 72 steps barefoot in the snow. I did it partly because I wanted to create different neural pathways in the brain. And after I started being very scared of it, like it's going to hurt me. And after why afterwards it was like, this is cool. I, you know, I enjoy this same with cold showers. Um, right now in my life, when I check in and think like, where is comfort zone and what's, am I riding my edge? Well, I just did uh, what's a fairly experimental program in Boulder where they, they do therapy with you, but they, they load you up with anesthetic first. Okay. So put you in a room. I'm going to do it. I've, I've struggled with anxiety and depression for years and I'm like, I'll do it, but they're loading you up with anesthetics and now you're all woozy and taking a psychedelic trip and then seeing what comes out of your psyche and then talking about it. Hmm. That was, you know, the first one was fine. The second one, I had a near panic attack. So that series took me way out of my comfort zone, but also not too far, not too far into re-traumatizing. I was able to ride the edge. Right. Now, I invite listeners, I invite, I'm not saying you should go and do that, but what's your edge? What's it look like? Another edge right now is the universe decided I need to move out of my home. That's been my nest, my mountain retreat for a year and a half. The owners want to move back in. Whoa, am I, 
and my face and my edge and, and like just house hunting and finding new places and whoa, can I afford this? And then I got to get a roommate, totally throwing things up. So sometimes life will do it for you. And then the mind goes, wait, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> Maybe it's just life saying, hey, it's time to shake things up a bit. It's time to stir the pot so that you can push back those walls in the Truman Show and create a new, broader reality for yourself. Very cool. Very good. Um, so um, really interesting. I mean, I, I find this session quite, in, uh, quite fascinating. You know, and, and, you know, we've looked at from different angles, you know, we've looked at, um, and, and that's why I like, um, you know, looking at it from different perspectives. And I think we're, you know, uh, comfort zone and complacency, and it's all very subjective, but it's, it's good to listen to someone like yourself who have got a great perspective in working with, you know, extensive clients that have, I suppose, had these problems or these challenges and have, you've kind of mastered those skills in, in, in through your life experiences as well, which is, which is absolutely fascinating. Well, and look, I've, I've developed a, a lot of wonderful skills and I have a lot of wonderful talents. And I don't want to give anyone the impression that I am a guru who has reached enlightenment and that I have no problems. No way. I mean, yeah, I've done some things that are, that are amazing, but this, this here, this David Wood, who's coached thousands of people now, and I don't know how many hours across how many countries mm -hmm. is a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the greatest things that I can bring to my, my clients. I bring transparency. It's like, Hey, I can relate to that. Here's when I fell apart and here's how I got back together. Here's something I'm dealing with right now. And here's something that's helping, right? You know, so sometimes it's like reporting from the front lines. Now, sure, some of some of the things I've been through in my time, um, and I can just share my experience with the clients. But some of it's going on this week, and I like to draw from what's happening right now. So this is a work in progress. Very good. Now, last question because I'm conscious of time. What is it? Uh, what What are you working on right now? What's important to you right now? Well, I love that. Well, I always look at life and business together. So right now, signing this lease today for the most amazing home I will have ever lived in, uh, just looking out over Boulder, still in nature, two minutes from the action. Um, I'm so excited to be able to host. It's been a long time. And it's been a pandemic. And once a month, I want to have really good people together and build community. Uh, also, it's probably how I'm going to find the right woman to partner with for uh, the rest of my lifetime. Um, so that's one big thing. Another thing is connecting with a community. I have a, a, a great, um, wonderful friend has created a community called Smart Marketer and, Marketer and Blue Ribbon Mastermind. I'm looking forward to hanging out with those guys and speaking at that mastermind and just being part of that community and serving that community. Coaching my clients. I love my clients and you people are showing up. I just had 300 inquiries in the past week. Uh, the universe is showing me abundance. So, 
And I get to meet these wonderful people and find out what they're really grappling with and their challenges. So that's exciting. And once the housing's done and that settles out, I want to see what's new. Probably more dating and finding 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 my next wonderful partner. Um, I think that's plenty. Having a home, yep. having a partner. I might get a cat. I said to people two years ago, I'm going to settle down now. I want a home, a car, a cat, a dog, and a partner, not necessarily in that order. And, uh, you know, it's close. Love it. It's close to having having all of that. Love it. Listen, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. And I hope that you guys that are listened in, I hope that you've had a, you've got an abundance of notes and you've taken some great notes from David. We've uh, really touched on uh, some great points as well. So David, thanks very much for being on the show. Really appreciate your time today, man. Yeah, you're welcome. And can I offer this gift basket of goodies I prepared for, for listeners? hundred percent. Yeah. Explain it. Great. Uh, the video just glitched, but I think you said explain what 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 we've lined up. So there's a link. There's a page on my site that you can't that that's not public, and I've got a link that'll take you straight there. And here's what I've created for you guys: is there's a cheat sheet on how to achieve twice as much in half the time. So happy to gift gift you that. There's a there's a free training video on there, and if something in what I said resonated with you on this call. And you're thinking, yeah, I'm doing well in business, but I'd like to do better. I'd like to get there faster. And I'd like to die with zero regrets. So I want a coach who's willing to work with the whole person. Then go and see if you qualify for a 15-minute strategy call. If you do, I don't charge for it because one, it's really fun. I've got three of them coming up right now. And secondly, I get to meet amazing people and see who the right people are to work with. And if I'm, if we're not a fit, I'll tell you super politely and I might have another suggestion. And if we are, we're going to have a really good time together. So here's the link where we can get that. It's myfocusgift.com. It also automatically includes you on my mailing list. I send a couple of videos a week. If you don't want that, just unsubscribe. It's no skin off my nose, but I think you really like the content. So myfocusgift.com dot com takes you to the hidden page on my website and we'll, we'll put a link below guys so that you can connect with david on social media so if you have any questions mention the game changers experience and uh make sure that you can uh, you click you get access to that so if there's any problems you can reach out to them reach out to him personally and i'm sure that he'll be able to reciprocate so david just want to say thanks very much again really appreciate your time and for you guys hope you've enjoyed today's session and we'll see you on the next game changers experience take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers now. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.